All right. Welcome back. We're going to go ahead and do one more chapter today. Today's July 14th. Um, decided to just go ahead and, like I said, on the first teaching, uh, push, go live on uh, YouTube here and uh, record a few chapters of First um, Corinthians. So I'm going to go ahead now and continue on and jump right on into chapter three of First Corinthians. And if you didn't, if you've come upon this video or you've come upon this audio and you didn't hear the first two chapters, um, I recommend you go back because it all ties together and is all a continuation here. So anyway, we are now in First Corinthians chapter three, the Apostle Paul, once again, who wrote this letter to the believers in Jesus that lived in the city of Corinth. Corinth, he says in verse one, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able, right? For you are still carnal, he says, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? So again, Paul is um, kind of correcting these. Remember, the word of God is profitable to us, and it's profitable in ways that sometimes we just don't like. In other words, it's it can uh, correct us. It can reprove us. It can instruct us in righteousness, you know, and that's what the job of, of the word of God does. That's what it does in our heart is a living word. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It goes in and it cuts us. It does things to us sometimes, but it causes us to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of the Lord. And the apostle Paul was an ambassador for Jesus Christ. He was filled with the spirit of the Lord. He was led by the Lord to preach to the Jews and to the Gentiles and to kings, right? He was preaching everywhere. So as we have his writings today, we have the word of God as it is spoken to us through the apostle Paul. But he's saying to the Corinthians here, hey, basically he's saying, hey, grow up, people, come on. There's divisions, you're envying, you're you're striving with one another, you know, you're, you're carnal mind, carnally minded. And when, when we looked at the end of chapter two, he said, we have the mind of Christ. We're to be spiritually minded people. We're not to act like babes. So look, again, as I'm teaching this, I'm, I'm obviously speaking to those of you that have been born again of the spirit. And we're instructed here on how we should be living, right? He says in verse four, he goes on to say again, for when one says, I am of Paul and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? Remember, that's what he brought up in chapter one. Like they were behaving like this. They were dividing up. They were saying, you know, well, I have this doctrine. I have. They were splitting up over doctrinal type stuff that didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. And it again, I, I think I mentioned this maybe in the first teaching, but it is so sad to see that that still exists today. There are so many carnal Christians dividing up over stupid stuff, you know, land grabs and territories and, hey, this is my territory and you shouldn't be here preaching and teaching the word of God because it's mine and things like that, you know. And it is, it is so sad, but we see it here in the early church and it still exists today, but it shouldn't. 
We should be spiritually minded, spiritually mature people who should not be having to be fed with milk, right? We should be growing, right? Verse uh, five, who then is Paul and, and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed as the Lord gave to each one. So Paul's just saying, hey, this is what we did. We went out, we preached the gospel. We led people to Christ. That's all we are. Don't follow us. Don't follow your pastor at your church. Don't lift him up. Don't say, hey, I am of so-and-so. I won't name any pastor's names here, but I am of so-and-so. I am of so-and-so. I'm of this church. I'm of that church. We're of this denomination or we're of this non-denomination, whatever the case may be, right? So he says, you know, Paul understood who he was and where he was and what his role was. Like we we studied earlier here, you know, um, he said, I didn't come to you with excellence of speech. He wasn't making it about himself. He wasn't trying to draw people to himself. He was pointing people to Jesus time and time again. Paul says in verse six, I planted Apollos water, but here's the key point. He says, but God gave the increase. You see, it's God by his spirit who's going to work in you. He's going to work in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He has a plan and a purpose for your life as an individual, right? Don't go hitching your wagon to some religion, to some denomination, some non-denomination, right? Hitch yourself to Christ. Let Christ dwell in you richly in all things, right? So he says in verse seven, so then neither he who plants is anything nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Here again, Paul's deflecting attention away from himself. It's not about me. It's not about what I do. It's not about what I'm trying to plant or I'm trying to water or I'm trying to grow. You know, unfortunately today you see that in the pulpits, don't you? People say, hey, you know, hey, look what I'm doing. Hey, look what we're doing. Hey, look at this. Look at that, right? We need to be looking unto Jesus. We need to be looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We need to behave like Jesus. We need to have the mind of Christ, right? We need to surrender our lives to God, to the will of God, right? And not not let life be about what we get or what we, you know, attain to or, you know, anything like that, right? Um, Paul goes on in verse nine, for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, you are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So again, look at what Paul's doing. Look at what the word of God does in our lives. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus points you to Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus, right? Have the mind of Christ. Is that where you are in your life today? I really want to exhort you while I exhort myself right now to say, are we focused on Jesus? Are we seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? He goes on in verse 12. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. So that day is coming. 
There is that day in the future when the type of work that you've done here on the earth in the name of the Lord for the glory of the Lord will be judged. He says in verse 14, if anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet as through fire. Okay, so it is important what we do in this life as Christians, as believers in the Lord. It's important that we're what we're doing in the world, the difference that we're making, that we're that we're salt and light, that we're making a difference in the world around us, in spreading the gospel and pointing people to Jesus Christ and al- allowing them to see Christ in us. Right? Do you not know? He says in verse sixteen that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you. Do you know that? Do we know this fact, right? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is is holy, which temple you are. So don't be so concerned with your building, your church building again, you know, that type of thing. Don't be so concerned about that. Be, Be concerned with who you are and how people are seeing you. Draw people to Jesus through how you live your life. That's what we should be doing. Not trying to draw people to our church, but drawing people to through to Jesus through the example of how we live our lives, right? Uh, let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he, he may become wise. Here again, John the Baptist said what? He must increase, speaking of Jesus, I must decrease. That's how we're to live our lives. When we have the mind of Christ, that's how we're living our lives. We're humbling ourselves. We're not drawing attention to ourselves. We're not trying to build for ourselves. We're building for the kingdom of God and for the glory of God, right? Uh, For the wisdom of this world, verse 19, is foolishness with God, for it is written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise that they are futile, right? So those that think they're wise in this age, right, in this lifetime, it's nothing compared to God. It's nothing compared to the wisdom of God. Therefore, let no one boast in men, he says. There's the key point. I am of Apollos. I am of Paul. Or, yeah, I am of Paul. I, you know, I am of Cephas. You know, these people were saying, don't boast in men. Who cares about who your pastor is? Who cares? And if you're a pastor and you think someone should care about who you are, you got the wrong attitude, my man. You need to change that. You need to change that and make sure that you're living a life that is exemplifying Christ and just pointing people to Jesus and not growing your own kingdom and growing your own ministry and growing your own property and buildings on your property and all of that kind of stuff. And we need to be pointing people to Jesus. That's what the Apostle Paul, read. go back and read these first three chapters again. Look what he's doing, pointing people to Jesus, deflecting away from himself. I have no excellence of speech. I am nothing, he's saying, right? Don't, don't boast in men, verse 21 here. He says, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours and you are Christ and Christ is God. You see, that's the plan. The Father he gave the Son. He gave His only begotten Son, that whomsoever will believe on Him would not perish but have everlasting life. That's the focus. That's what it's all about. The Father gave the Son. What did the Son give to us, those who come to faith in Him? He gave His Spirit. 
He gives his spirit. He dwells within us. We have the mind of Christ. We can have the fruit of the spirit, as I mentioned in the last teaching, love and and joy and peace, faithfulness, goodness, kindness, tenderness, gentleness, meekness, self-control. I I don't know if I'm getting them all in the right order there, but uh, hey, don't don't worry about how good I talk. Who am I? I'm just a fool for Christ. I'm just, just here to preach Christ and to point you to Jesus and exhort you and to encourage you through the word of God, not through my words, through the word of God to know Jesus and to live a life that makes Jesus known to others. So we will go ahead and stop here. Uh, We went ahead and covered the first three chapters of um, 1 Corinthians here. So thank you for listening. Once again, I'll mention it again. If there's anything we can do to help you, anything we can do to encourage you in your walk with the Lord, go ahead and reach out to us. Go to our website, aloveoutreach.com, where you can uh, fill out the contact form there, and we will be glad to reach out, you know, reach back out to you and talk to you and help you or pray for you or any way, shape, or form that we can. So God bless. Thanks for watching, and we will see you next time.